This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves. The number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. You actually get to control the content of the site, should you wish. Or you can just surf around through it. Uh, But if you find something online that you think is interesting that you might like to have other people see, you can submit it as show prep on the site. And then others will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get interactive. Once again, freetalklive.com. Now, of course, you can take control of these airwaves. That is the point of Free Talk Live. We call it that because you're free to call in and talk about anything you want. And the show's live seven nights per week. Uh, so I've got something that's sort of like an email. It's, um, it's a message that was sent to me on Facebook. And it's about a situation that has been kind of brewing down here or up here rather in the Keene, New Hampshire area. For the last few years, activists, uh, some activists, a select group of them in this area have been performing what uh, would be called, probably best called, school outreach. We've been going to the local high schools and middle schools, uh, as well as the college, and handing out information about freedom. You know, various different handouts, uh, various different propaganda, uh, getting it out there and trying to counteract the eight hours a day or how many hours a day, seven hours a day of government instruction that they've been receiving on a daily basis. Uh, this has historically been a, a fairly controversial form of activism, even within the liberty movement. Uh, many people have uh, very strong feelings about the idea of reaching out to young people and the w- and probably mostly because uh, you know there there've been a couple of critiques not it's not just reaching out to to young people it's uh you know like uh you know some of the signs that have been had the past there've been some critiques on i think the the school sucks podcast uh, people interpreting it as uh you uh, you know the the activists advocating against education right and, um, that was one of the first objections mm-hmm. and the uh, i remember at that time meg changed her sign to read uh, school sucks education rules uh, or one of, something like that, education rules, school sucks, to kind of point out that we're not against education, we're just against the government schools. It might also be that people are sensitive to what others might interpret the activism as. So they might not be against the activism being done, but they're uh, worried about how people will interpret it as because people are so sensitive about children. Children, right. Yeah. And right now I think that the, uh, the interpretation is basically um, – you know, is is about whether or not you should go on the school property uh, or just try to hand it out from the sidewalks or something. Well, yeah. So initially, it was the the school sucks meme that we were using, and that you know, we 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 did go ahead and change that. I think some of those critiques made made sense. So the, recently, within the last year or so, we haven't been using the school sucks meme. We've just been doing outreach, just handing out information uh, to young people at the the local schools. But that's offensive to people too, simply because of what Ali was was touching on, and you know the idea that there's something somehow wrong with reaching out to young people. That uh, I think some people acknowledge that young people are open-minded. They haven't had a set of uh, beliefs for their whole life, and so therefore, it's. I think it's pretty widely known that this is a. This could be an effective way of uh, of doing outreach, and so we've been going to these various schools, and some 
some of the response has been pretty cold. Like it's been it's been shockingly uh, negative in, from the in students. Some ways. From the students at one particular school. In this case, it's a school called Monadnock Regional, which uh, we're here in Keene, New Hampshire, and this is the southern high school. There's like one in Keene. There's a high school in Keene, and then there's this other one that's to the south a little ways. And this year was the first year we've ever gone to Monadnock Regional. We just focused on Keene schools up until recently, and uh, there have been a series of videos that have been produced about this and been posted over at freekeen.com that kind of show chronicle the progression of how things have gone uh right from the very get-go we were immediately threatened by the man who we ended up finding out is the principal of the school and he threatened us uh, you know you can't be here uh, about told, being on the property right we told him hey this is public property you know free speech so we're not going anywhere we're just going to hand this stuff out peacefully and you know we didn't do anything wrong, right? I mean, it's not wrong. To By we, you mean the people handing out the pamphlets. Right. Yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. Not so, the people on the air. Th- not the people. On the air. Oh, you have not gone to this. No. no I'd, like to, I'd like to clarify, Mark has never gone to do school outreach. And Allie, I don't think you have. I, I have at the middle school. Oh, you have. Okay, that's right. That's right. And that was the day we got kicked off the middle school campus as, yeah. uh, as well. They don't like it. Uh, and I think that uh, the reason why they don't like it is because, well, they don't want the ideas of liberty getting into a high school or middle school campus uh, because it, it threatens to undo, you know, the the indoctrination that they've been giving these kids for the last however many years of their life they've been going through this system. Uh, well, when we went to the middle school. The students were also really receptive. So I thought I thought it was really positive. I would think that um, you know they would probably treat a group of people that were saying hand, handing out religious pamphlets or, mm-hmm. or pamphlets basically of anything on the school property similarly. They might. I think that uh, you know the the first critique about the school sucks. You know, I, I I see I see what their concern was there, and I I think that it was wise of the activists to change their their activism. I think that at the same time they're only being. Uh, even-handed here by disallowing any kind of pamphleting on the school property. Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's disturbing personally. The idea. That I think it's their public ideas property. are disturbing, but it's it's, it's public the only property. way. No, it's not public property. Well, and it's you supposed know well to be. It's supposed to be. It's, it's funded but it's by only, my tax dollars. It's the only way that they can. Um, you know, enforce what they would enforce. Otherwise, everybody could go there and hand out whatever they wanted, whether it was uh, sat- it Satanist be. material or child pornography or whatever it That's is. That's something you, they should have considered before they set up these public schools. A- agreed, a hundred percent. But I mean, you're talking about the tragedy of the commons consideration here that you, Ian, are, are taxed in order to uh, to put this uh, school. Maybe you're not taxed for this particular I'm, school. We're taxed for all the schools, Mark. Uh, schools receive money from the state and yeah, federal governments. So, so we're, we're all everyone taxed. pays for every school. We're all taxed in order to uh, to put these schools uh you know p- put them to work but we're not allowed to go on the campus and we're not allowed right. to have any uh you know say in what the curriculum is which i find uh disturbing and i want to do everything i can to reach out to these young people and unfortunately there's a certain cadre of people at this uh, this particular school that has uh, decided to take real nasty to the uh, the activists that have been doing this and one day uh, there's a group of folks that came out to essentially confront us 
And I, ha- I have to say, I have a lot of respect for the guy that came out to do this because we have video cameras, and uh, you know, he seemed pretty nervous about going out and kind of standing up to us, basically, and saying, "Hey, we don't want you here." You know, I speak for the the student body in here, and then they don't want you here. And of course, obviously, he doesn't speak for everybody. That you know, it's not a one hundred percent. People at this school are not one hundred percent in agreement that we shouldn't be there. There are just some people that don't think that we should. And really, what a lot of it comes down to is the idea that they have that it's their school that. Uh, uh, because they go there, it's their school, and so therefore they should be able to decide who uh, can and can't come on the campus. Well, they get a funny uh, little reception the the year after they graduate trying to come back and hand out information. Well, right. they It wouldn't be their school, I guess, uh, at that point. Mm-hmm. And so this has resulted, kind of this whole controversy, it's been happening over the last several months, the last maybe four months basically since December, uh, somewhere around there. We've been going to this school about once a month. And handing out information. And just recently, I was banned from the school campus. I was given a no trespass order, as was Kelly Voluntarist, also from freekeen.com. Uh, they also served Derek uh, J, our Tuesday night co-host, with a no trespass order today. We've been kind of the three people that have been going there the most often. And so we've now, at this point, all three of us have been banned from the campus. Uh, we went back today, and uh, Kelly and I stood outside of the, the campus boundary. So we were on the side of the road. Uh, we were trying to hold, uh, you know, hand out some thanksbutnotanks.com uh, information about the, the Bearcat that's coming here, this military attack vehicle. We were trying to get information about that out. And it seems like things are – like the reception is colder now than it's been in the past. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting how this, this is – how groups work, I'm afraid. Right, how this is all developing. A lot of – you know, in the very beginning, many people were very receptive to what we were handing out. And it seems You're like – You're not cool. Yeah, yeah you've, you've become uncool. Not. What a surprise. Not. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I've got an email from one of the uh, students at the school that I'd like to share here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Just to give you some idea of just how mixed up some of these guys are. It's Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. Again, freetalklive.com. Features like our mobile site. You can head over to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. And that's where you'll find quick access to our live streams as well as the podcast, m as in mobile freetalklive.com And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Liberty-minded people are getting together in the same place to work together or separately towards uh, achieving liberty because not everybody within the movement agrees on exactly the right tactics uh, to go after more freedom. But the point is that uh, we all do agree in general that we need more of it, that uh, the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness – uh, and, of course, many of us don't believe there should be any maximum role for government at all. So within the Free State Project, there are a number of uh, viewpoints. But overall, the overarching 
thread that brings us all together is that we need way less government than we currently have. And hundreds of people have already made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. There are thousands who have pledged to make the move. And many of those thousands, hundreds of them, will be here this weekend. This, not, excuse me, not this weekend, next weekend. One week from tonight, we will be broadcasting live. It feels like it's so close. It is really close. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live from the upcoming Liberty Forum, the 2012 Liberty Forum. And it's happening in Nashua, New Hampshire, which is where it's been the last several years. And as I mentioned, we're going to be there live, and there are going to be all kinds of special guest speakers, people like Peter Schiff, the investment advisor, Prax Girl. Uh, she's going to be there. The uh, Let's see. Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture Magazine will be in attendance, which I'm pretty excited about because we've been talking with Mark and Jody uh, from Cannabis Culture for a long time on this program. Also, Carlos Miller, the heroic photographer who has been arrested multiple times for simply doing his job and photographing crime scenes uh, or photographing cops uh, in on duty. He's going to be in attendance, as well as probably like a dozen other speakers. There are going to be panel discussions. I've asked to be on the they, – they've requested that I be on the civil disobedience panel, which will be happening, I believe, on Friday. Uh, so panel discussions, speakers uh, – let's see. I believe there's going to be luncheons, banquet dinners. I mean, after-hours parties. It's a great time. So come on out. It's not too late to get registered over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. But I did hear – that if you want to get in on the dinners and the luncheons, you have to be registered by the 19th. So that's this weekend. You have to be in by Sunday at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. It's just because of the way the RSVPs work for planning the, the meals and all that. If you don't, you can still get into the Liberty Forum if you're later than Sunday. You can, even, you can even walk in the day of, but you're not going to be able to enjoy the banquet dinners and the luncheons. So keep that in mind. And they're a great deal. You know, for the whole package, you're looking at what two hundred nine bucks. I think is the current price of the VIP package. Last yeah, that's time three I looked, days. that's the whole weekend. That's Thursday plus through meals. through Sunday, plus including meals. So uh, plus, uh, you, on top of that, you're going to pay for your own hotel, obviously, and whatever travel costs you have. But for the actual cost of the convention, to keep it around two hundred bucks is incredible. You can actually get it below two hundred if you use our discount code FTL twenty twelve to save ten percent on the already low convention rates. At freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Again, the uh, the discount code FTL2012. Let's go to the phones and your thoughts. You can bring up what you want. We've got Glarnetta calling from Ohio. Glarnetta, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes, good evening. How are you this evening? Hey, uh, good evening to you. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, I would like to make a comment in regards to the statement that the brothers uh, made about um, whether or not it would be appropriate for President Obama to make a statement in regard to Whitney Houston's home going. Well, first off, I don't know if you're listening to the same show that, or you're calling the same show that you're listening to, uh, but if you can tell me a little more about what you're talking about, I'll be happy to uh, to comment on it. Okay. Um, the show that I'm listening to, as I said, I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 12.30 a.m. the buzz. Okay? And the brother that's speaking, uh, he asked, the first question was, um, how do the general public feel about President Obama making a statement about Whitney Houston's home going, about her death? Did, did, he, make, all, did he make a statement? Yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm right here. Did he make a statement about that? I beg your pardon? I, I'm asking you, did uh, Obama make a statement about Whitney Houston? 
no, 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 no. That's not what the host of the radio show said. So we're talking about in, th- in theory. What? What if he did make a statement? Is that the, the question? Right. So, so if would it, would it or would it not be appropriate? At least I thought that's how I understood his his question. And what do you feel? How do you feel about that? I feel that it would be quite appropriate. Of course, it would be appropriate for President Obama to 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 make a statement in regards to her home going. That's what we call death in my family when a person is, is going home. Well, I don't see why it would be. I, I don't see why it would ever be inappropriate for someone to comment on uh, you know the passing away of uh, of another human being. I don't think that's... there has been some controversy over Chris Christie. Uh, you know, as the governor of the governor of New Jersey, put uh, ha- having the flags at half staff uh, over Whitney Houston's death. Some people have uh, you know said that, uh, that she's a drug addict, and she you know why in the world would you do this? You should do it for only military pe- and you know police officers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't really you know I t- I tend not to agree with it. I think that uh, you know Whitney Houston did some fine things for New Jersey if, as a state and uh, you know what wh- what's the big deal yeah I, I don't see what the issue is Ellie any thoughts on this uh it de- I guess it would depend on what his statement was if he used it to make a statement about how pharmaceuticals are taking over people's lives and killing lots of people then yeah I would think that was kind of cool I well, guess I but I doubt he would, would say that yeah. so I don't know he's probably in with the pharmaceutical lobby so hey uh Glenetta, how is it that you feel about Obama after you know a few years of him being president now is is he everything you, everything you thought he'd be did you uh, support him initially I yes I did uh, vote for President Barack Obama yes I did and I will be honest with you because God knows my heart I voted for him first of all because I am a Democrat, and I stand for democracy. And second of all, because he is African-American, okay? Okay. Is that really a reason to vote for someone? Because... They stand for democracy, and I'm a Democrat? No, no, no not that the, reason. the latter portion. Well, I mean, I... Oh! Yeah, the... As far as I'm concerned, yeah, because I'm African-American. But don't 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 get what I'm saying twisted, okay? Because let me say this to you. Well, I find I just well, hold on before you go on before you go on that, Glarnetta. I just uh, you know I I don't really like the idea of race myself. I think it's I think it's divisive. I think it keeps people separated, and I think that's a problem. Um, well, see, and, we 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 were all created equal in the sight of God. Okay, I tend to and we that. should all, as human beings, love one another as thyself. Mm-hmm. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Indeed. And I serve a God of love. I don't know about you, but I serve a God of love. I, I do, too, which is why I'm confused as to, I mean, are you happy with Obama? Because he's been killing people around the world, and I'm just wondering if that if you consider that loving. I did not personally. I witnessed him killing any, nobody, okay? Wars and rumors of wars have been going on since the beginning of the time. I personally, I witnessed him kill nobody. And I hope and pray to God that he hasn't. Even if he was uh, oh, he has. If he's a he's, veteran. Yeah, if he did it then, that was his society. No, I don't mean, I don't mean oh. he's killed them by his own hand. He sent military troops to other countries to uh, to kill people there, and I find that pretty unpeaceful. I thank you for the call, Glarnett. I appreciate, appreciate hearing from you. Free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line here with you tonight. It's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Head over to enjoy the features that we have for you there, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, no problem. You just click and download and take a bunch of them. You can grab as many as you'd like. They're all completely free. Go to freetalklive.com and enjoy. Yeah, check out gold.freetalklive.com. It is a, uh, a, a a page that we've made to make it easy for you to find some of the best prices on gold and silver on the Internet. Um, you can comparison shop there. And when you do shop for your gold and silver coins and pieces at gold.freetalklive.com, you'll be helping Free Talk Live. Uh, check out the, by the way, the for, for you big uh, Austrian economics fans, the Ludwig von Mises silver pieces available over there at gold.freetalklive.com. I love my Mises pieces. I want one. <laughs> Go right on over there and get it. Eight, okay. Eight, five, five, that's gold.freetalklive.com? That's correct. Uh, eight five five four fifty free. the number here. Drew is in Madison, Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Drew. Hi, how's, how's it going? That's great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening to your earlier talk with regard to protesting outside the school or handing out information outside the school. What I found, I just thought the whole entire situation is really hilarious because on the inside of that school, um, they're being taught, you know, uh, you can petition your government, and you should, you know, be a good citizen, and you should, you know, try to inform other citizens of things. Where on the outside, you're being uh, corralled, and you're being told to leave. Yeah, and they and and they're, you know, they can somehow the students apparently quite a few of them can somehow keep in their mind this dichotomy. You know, they can uh, say that you know we've got a participatory democracy where we can educate, uh, you know, our fellow citizens, except for these people out here. You know, it's interesting because I also I realized after public school that it was never made clear to me that all my teachers were government bureaucrats and mm. that this was the government school. You know, it w- I never really like thought about how it was public school and so taxes paid for it and how they're under the supervision of the government. None of that was really explicitly explained to me or anything like that. Well, and not only that, though, but when you're in early ages of school, who are they always tell? You're always seeing pictures and you're being told stories about how great the policemen and the firefighters and the teachers all are. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you always say that, oh, yeah, the teachers need to be paid more and so on and so forth. The firefighters are so on and so forth need to be paid more where they are, in fact, the, the public servants that are, you know, kind of in a, in a big game together. Sure. I remember when uh, I was living in Florida, there was one of those ballot measures where they brought the kids out to the sides of the roads. Like the, the school teachers brought the s- school children out uh, to do uh, sign wavings like, you know, vote for me. Cheerleaders on the side of the road yeah. saying, give give me a penny because it was a penny tax uh, yeah. sales tax increase. I mean, as though they know. were going to see a dime of it. Uh, no, it's all going to go to pensions and things like that. And th- there's so much that they don't understand. And, and you know, they keep them in the dark alley for good reason. I mean, why should they be t- be telling them how things really work? Uh, they're just there to indoctrinate them into the system, as uh, John Taylor Gatto points out, turn them into basically as, as drone-like as possible, make them worker drones, worker bees, so they go and uh, get, get out of government school, get a job, have, start their career, work for some mega corporation uh, for the rest of their lives, and then re- you know retire at age 65 and suck off the, uh, the teat of the state for the remainder of their lives. And... Uh, it's really sad, and I anything I feel like anything that we can do to get the ideas of liberty into young people's hands is worthwhile. But it's become a pretty you know tricky process with a fair fair amount of pushback coming from some of the students at this one school that we've been uh, been attending. And like I even had things thrown at me today as I was standing wow. on the side of the road. 
Well, is there any way for you to, like, I guess, uh, get addresses or something like that? So rather than uh, being at the school, you could do mailers instead? Well, I don't have the money to uh, to do mailers. Mailers are really yeah. expensive. You know, that, that's you know, doing direct mail is incredibly incredibly expensive and time consuming as well. Unless you want to hire someone as a direct mail company, you to... wouldn't have any problem doing this at the college, though, right? I mean, you could do all your. Actually, this week we did have an issue at the college. We were doing uh, outreach there. We went went to both the college and the high school uh, this week. And at the college, uh, we we literally handed out hundreds of flyers. We don't have as much of an issue, but then we went into the student center where the lady who claimed to be in charge of the student center decided that uh, we we shouldn't be there because there's some rule they have against approaching students uh, that we can just stand there and let them come to us or something like that or. I don't know, put a, put a stack of flyers out and let them take them on their own. But to approach someone and ask them a question uh, is apparently against the rules. And, of course, you know, we didn't really pay much attention to her because we were going to be leaving soon anyway. Uh, but it's usually easier to get away with college outreach because you can blend better there. I mean, if you're 20 or 30 at a college, you'll look like everybody else at the college, right? So, no, we haven't had as much pro- uh, trouble on the college campuses. And people have not been nasty on the college campus. They've been very open-minded. Uh, so, the, no, that hasn't been an issue at all. Anything else you want to comment on here tonight, Drew? No, but I think Mark made an excellent point earlier about the tragedy of the commons and how uh, the schools are a perfect example of that, who actually owns the schools and can decide who can learn what there is just a, a fascinating topic on its own. Thank you, Drew. I appreciate uh, the call tonight. And if some of these uh, young people can take a look at the tragedy of the commons, I've certainly suggested it. As I mentioned over the Free Keen Facebook page, for the last couple weeks, there have been several posts by some of these students, uh, some of these very upset students that, you know, we this is our school and you don't you can't be here. You shouldn't be here and we don't want you here. And of course, they don't speak for everybody, but they firmly believe in this idea of democracy and they believe that the majority can vote away the rights of the minority. I have not, obviously I can't put words in all their mouths, but the ones that are really uh, fervent about this, when I've asked them the question, well, does a majority vote get to remove the rights of the minority? Basically, they acknowledge that, yeah, they believe that it does. And the evidence is very, very strong for that position here in this country. Um, You know, I wonder... They always talk about, uh, you know, situations of people coming in and sort of doing, uh, you know, talks to the kids. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you guys could get, you know, negotiate essentially from this standpoint. Okay, you tell you what, you let us speak to every single eighth grader Mm -hmm. in a classroom environment and give us, you know, X amount of time for, uh, you know, a presentation and uh, and questions, then uh, we'll stop uh, pamphleting. Well, I think that would be awesome, and I know uh, Pete Ayer from CopBlock.org has been talking about setting something like that up, and I think that's a that's a fine idea. But it's interesting how things have, have kind of digressed, I guess, that we started out doing this outreach and was very well, very well received. Many people were very friendly, lots of waves, lots of reception of what we were handing out, and it's just kind of dropped off to where now there were a lot of uh, middle fingers, a lot of uh, shouting, a lot of anger. Why do you think that is? I don't, I don't know. Familiar familiar. Familiarity breeds contempt. contempt? I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. We know that there's certain popular kids in the school that are against us being there, that apparently this principal's brand new to the school and that a lot of kids like him, which to me is just mind boggling. I it's an experience I don't understand. It looks like you lost the war for hearts and minds. You've got to win the popular kids. 
That's what you did wrong. You have to win over the popular kids. I don't know how you can do that. Find out what bands they listen to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I I think it's a learning experience. uh, I'm for pamphleting, um, and I've recommended pamphleting over and over again. And it's it's hard for me to get too upset with you guys for going on the school campus and doing it. I, I understand the concern that the principal has and all that stuff. And essentially, by going on the school campus, you set yourself up against this guy. And it looks like you picked you know, the wrong guy to set yourself up against for whatever reason. I don't think you anyone know. set anyone up against anyone. Well, when you, go, when you go on the campus and you vilify the principal, take a look at that first video. Okay. Oh, I've seen the video. Okay, and you, I mean, you can you know, go to freekeen dot com and click on government schools in the, cate- the category government schools. Sides are taken. Them. Okay, within that video, and so you know if the kids are on the side of the principal, if, or if some of the Which kids are the on the side of the principal, most bizarre thing to me. Like I remember in high school. This never would have been the case with the, with my school. Like maybe it was just the circles I I ran in, but I can't even imagine more than. More than a handful of kids like coming to the defense of the high school principal. I mean, to 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 say things like he's our principal. The principal's like the president to them. Apparently so, except a very very popular president. At least, well, it- right? He's new. He's made all these promises. Yeah. He, he hasn't had a chance to mm, break all the promises, so they really have high expectations of him. Yeah. All right. There's more coming Hope up here. Change, dude. Eight five. Certainly, things can change. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Derek J. Uh, we were talking with him today, and you know the suggestion is maybe we're in the they fight you portion of the Gandhi. Uh, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you. Then this they is fight the you. problem, though. These guys persist. They, they're huge. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah, it makes us want to go back. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. SACL CAI toll-free line 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you can show support for Free Talk Live by becoming an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month with any major credit card via PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And we'll take that money and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations across the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board as well. Exposing new people to the ideas of freedom, whether young or old, it's never too late to come across the principled ideas of liberty. And that's what we can help people do here. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up and get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Alex in Tennessee. You're talking about reaching out to government school uh, children. I don't like using the term children for teenagers personally. Young adults. But uh, young adults attending government school. Uh, Alex in Tennessee, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to talk about, I guess, my experience in government school. Sure. Um, 
I can't say I learned a whole a whole lot, uh, but I did have one positive experience because of one teacher who pretty much introduced me to the ideas of of liberty and a very you know he he was a you know he was like the head of the local libertarian party, which you know I don't really you know <laughs> they don't really mean a whole lot to me, but mm-hmm. he, he was sort of the first person that I'd met who who brought up that the fact that there were ideas outside of the the two of the two party system he would um in one class he actually uh showed us the third party debate in two it was in two thousand oh so, wow that must uh, have been an eye opener yeah it was very interesting i mean you had although the uh the only people who seemed to make any sense were Perry brown and then to a lesser extent i could since I hadn't really developed a lot of my own ideas at the time, I could maybe say, oh, Ralph Nader's not a total nutbag, but the uh, the Constitution Party guy, I remember, he was, uh, he was a little scary. <laughs> yeah, the Constitution uh, Party guys tend to be a little on the uh, theocratic side, a little religious. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, was, uh, that was a little scary. And then the Natural Law Party guy, he was, uh, he was interesting. <laughs> the Natural Law st- had a party was um, had a had, they had a candidate in this was in 2000. The year 2000. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, yes, they did. I, okay, his name was John John Hagelin. Yeah, John, John Hagelin. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, but this this teacher did make a very positive impression on me. Despite the fact it was a government school, he actually tried to he he tried to you know he's very he's probably the most popular teacher in the school because of. He actually tried to open people's eyes about the fact that there are different ideas out there. There have Definitely been, you know, I had those experiences too with uh, with teachers that were really unique, and they, you know, they helped me make connections that I otherwise wouldn't have. So, no doubt, I mean, there can always be value in these institutions, uh, but I think overall, the the brainwashing yeah. is very, very intense. Yeah, and you know, the specifically in public schools, you'll have people that are um, uh, they're. They they tend to have sort of uh, I mean you know they they want to work in an environment where competition isn't necessarily um, uh, you know fostered because public school doesn't have any competition whatsoever so they um, you know they 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 want to be in an environment like that where they they don't have to deal with competition or anything like that and public in fact private school teachers. They don't work in a competitive environment either. So you, at the very best, you're dealing with an essentially an employee employee mentality, and at your worst, you're dealing with a socialist employee mentality. Yes, that was the mentality there. We actually had one teacher who was a uh, who um, you know was a self proclaimed socialist, and the two of them actually debated each other. Uh, I think for uh, several of their classes, which was kind of interesting. That's, that does sound really interesting. <laughs> right on. Yeah, uh, I was I was never part of that, but some of my friends were in in those classes. But uh, the only about the only positive thing that I can say that came out of my public well any of my formal education. Uh, the only things I've ever really learned are things I've wanted to learn myself. Well, I, no I, I certainly learned some things in public school, but I think I, um, you know, or in school in general, but I think that my stuff began to diminish as things went, uh, because of the, va- the value yeah. began to diminish as uh, time went by. No doubt. Alex, thanks for the call and sharing your thoughts tonight. I appreciate it. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. What were your experiences like, Allie? You were the most recent uh, of the three of us in government school. Uh, I didn't really. 
I didn't know what to compare it to right. because that's all I've ever been to. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was it made learning a chore. I mm. think I have um, disenchantment issues with certain subjects. Though otherwise, I would just be oh, I'm not familiar with uh, chemistry. I don't really know if I like it or not. I know that. In my experience, I do not like chemistry, and there's no reason for that. Right. They burn me on some things, too, like that. Like, history was so boring oh, in I, government school. I've always enjoyed history and, and enjoyed it there, but, you know... <sighs> I just didn't care about the damn Sumerians and what the hell they were doing. It was so uninteresting, and it was all taking note-taking, just rote note-taking, day in, day out, looking to at transparencies. Extent, it was a, a, a cheating learning laboratory, though. I mean... You know, you learned how, especially in public school, how to cheat and cheat well. This is true. I remember in uh, one math class, I think it was pre-calculus, it, I had left the gifted school that I was going to for a while, and I left in my 12th grade year because my GPA wasn't good enough mm-hmm. to get the, the scholarship that was offered to young people in Florida Okay, the, uh, uh, by the state, the, yeah. what they call Bright Futures or something Florida at the time. Academic, yeah, or whatever it And was. Uh, so I needed to bring my GPA up, and I wasn't willing to put any extra effort in, so I just uh, left the, uh, the the gifted school, went to the regular school, and immediately went. Uh, my grades went from C's and B's up to straight A's. Just jumped. Just just from going there and you know putting in no effort, no more effort than I was putting in at the other school. And the math class was involved in a cheating on such a large scale uh, that I was in it was it was really mind boggling like the the woman who was teaching the class was this obese uh, beast of a woman who would just basically <laughs> sit on her chair and kind of roll around up front of the classroom <laughs> uh, and she would when when people were taking a test, she would busy herself with grading other tests. And would pay absolutely no attention. She could attention. concentrate like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Would pay absolutely <laughs> no attention to what was going on. I mean, literally, people were handing handing information across the aisles, just, you know, obviously just <laughs> cheating. I mean, it was incredible. Well, you know, it's got to... Uh, I just remember my chemistry t- uh, teacher, and he's got to be, you know, dead at this point. God bless him. Uh, he, uh, how many students would fail, you know, first semester, second semester, and then ace the exam? And then, you know... Like you get low grades, C's and D's, and uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's a that's a that's a wasp F uh, as far as I was concerned. But um, they, you know, I do poorly the first and second semester, get an A on the exam. Do po- I mean because during the exams they'd have three different days worth of uh, of exam periods. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know. People would pass these things around, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't. They couldn't stop it. I don't know. You know, they tried and tried, but I, I you know, I've got to say, I was one of those kids that was hawking exams in the hall. Ah, uh, wow. Nice. So I remember uh, that I, I kind of regret not. I, I kind of regret cheating in uh, the Spanish class that I took because I, I wish I knew Spanish better now. But I, I didn't, didn't cheat in Spanish class, and uh, I. I'm not very good at Spanish. I think that you need to go somewhere where there's Spanish speaking. -speaking Well, that's certainly optimal, but I learned to speak some level of Spanish by, uh, you know, choosing to study it on my own. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I wish I had. It's about choice. Uh, Learning is about choice. And that's what they take out of it at the government school. They take out the choice. Oh, yeah, they'll let you choose between music or art or computers. At least that's how it was at my school. You could choose like an elective. But otherwise, you didn't get to choose anything. They, They put you where they put you and you either passed or failed. And Spanish it is awful. A, it's a great example because I remember it being a lot largely based on humiliation. Like if you hadn't learned your vocabulary yeah. words, you would be called out. 
to say something and mm. then you wouldn't know. And then now you're terrified of speaking Spanish out loud. At least that was my experience. I would mm. I would only speak it when I was at home and practice. But then when I got in the classroom, I didn't want to, you know, even try. One eight five five four fifty free. You're certainly welcome to share your government uh, school experiences with us. Eight five five four fifty free. Even if you have studied, what's the benefit of going up in front of the the uh, room and, and doing well or poorly? Um, I mean, you know, self-aggrandizement. Right. You know, I mean, what that does not speak to everyone. Certainly speaks to me, but it doesn't speak to everyone. And and at that point, to some extent public school has this kind of uh, culture of dumbing down. You know, like, it's it's not cool to be smart, so k- kids don't want to do that. Yep. Alright, so there's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. I do have a uh, an email here, a message from uh, a young lady that goes to the school where many people are very upset uh, with us passing information out to she's students to say. there. So, uh, we'll, we'll share that if we get a chance here. Coming up, also take your calls about anything. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Free Talk Live. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truths and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can dial in toll-free to 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up what you want. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. Allie. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. We go to the phones and the fun. We'll talk to Conrad listening in Fargo. Conrad, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. How's it going? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I kind of had an epiphany today, and I think I understand why there's so many people who just aren't on our side. Okay. And I, I, I think it has to do with the fact that when people hear about politics, they think about it one issue at a time. So they don't, they don't think that they have to be consistent between two things. They go, well, how do I feel about that? And they search inside mm. their gut and just go with, well, you know, I like labor unions because I was part of a labor union. And they, they, don't, mm. they don't think it all the way through. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty accurate that I most mean, people you know, don't consider it. But I do think that many, many people out there, most people want consistency in their, in their lives and their thought processes. And if you can show them the consistency in the, uh, the ideas of liberty, then they tend to adopt them. But that, for some folks, it takes more than others. That's why they appealed to me, because they are so consistent. Conrad, we lost him. He's gone. Labor unions but, got him. But... <laughs> You know, nonetheless, an interesting point that most people haven't really thought through any kind of overarching philosophy. They're busy with their own lives. They've got their own world that they're living in. And they, you know, they've got responsibilities. They've got families to take care of. They've got bills to pay. They've got loved ones. They've got jobs, uh, you know, responsibilities at those jobs. There's all kinds of things vying for our attention uh, in life. And so it, it is only natural that um, that many people wouldn't 
have ever really thought about things like non-aggression or how it is to we can achieve uh, a society in which there's no coercion used. I mean, they, they probably even really think too hard about uh, some of these issues and what really lies behind them. Like some of these young people at the schools that we were talking about in the first hour. For those of you just tuning in, uh, talking about one of the one of the more controversial, and I have to say I'm a little surprised at how controversial uh, the, this is. But school outreach, uh, going to schools, high school, middle schools, college, and to, and reaching out to young people and putting the ideas of liberty into their hands uh, and into their heads. And it has become quite the controversy, at least at one school here in the Keene area called Monadnock Regional. Uh, there have been a number of comments over the Free Keene Facebook page for the last couple weeks from some of the students there saying, we don't want you here. Get out of here. The majority of us don't want you, and so you shouldn't be here, and majority rules, and uh, this is democracy, and he's our principal, and you shouldn't be insulting him. And, uh, and of course, I think I, I agree with them on the point that yeah, it probably wasn't nice to make fun of the of the principal. That was that was a low blow. Uh, his real name's Butterfield. We called him Butterball, and he's a little roly poly. So it seemed appropriate at the at the time. And and he was being a jerk. But two wrongs don't winning, make a right. Winning hearts and minds, my friend. Two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, so they're you know I think that they they have a good point there. But a lot of the stuff that they have to say is just misinformed. And so I want to share. Just to give you a look into the mind of a high schooler in this country, I wanted to share an email here of, or a, a Facebook message. And this is, this is the most recent message in a series of messages that, uh, that this young lady and I had sent uh, back and forth. And I had asked her the question because she, you know, really seems to have a lot of reverence towards the staff of the school, specifically uh, the the principal. And I had asked her a question about, you know, why it is that she should believe what these people are telling her. And, you know, or why, why are you so positive that these people are telling you the truth? And so that's where she picks up with her, her response here. She says, well, I'm not completely positive. No one is. On the other hand, they are the ones elected to inform us, not you and your friends. So misinformation in the first sentence there. Uh, no, the teachers were never elected in any way, shape, or form. They're hired bureaucrats. Yep, they're appointed. Right. Uh, and the public doesn't really have any input into who gets hired and fired for government schools yeah, you could say that the public can hire the – or the public gets to vote for the school board and then in theory the school board would then hire administrators and then the administrators would decide yeah. on who the staff trickling would be. on down. But that's a long way away from being an elected person. So going on. She says uh, – d- That doesn't even mention the uh, power that the teachers unions have over education mm-hmm. in this country. She says if you wanted to be the one to do so, I suggest you run for principal. Again – not possible in any uh, political subdivision that I've ever found myself. You don't get to be elected as a principal. You have to be, you know, a tenured government bureaucrat within the government school system to become a principal. I don't know what it takes to be, a, you know, to be a principal over like a, a teacher or whatever. But I know that when I was in high school, my art teacher at one point did become the vice principal of the school. So she had kind of moved up the chain into administration. I imagine they do hire principals right off the, you know, right out the street. But I, I would guess they probably have to have some sort of educational uh, I you know, curriculum in college in order to get that job. Very rare for an individual to be an administrator of a school that hasn't worked their way up through 
uh, you know, like teaching in some way or, or you know, some some, uh, you know, one of the the arms of the school, whether it's, uh, you know, I, I don't I can't even think of uh, it seems unlikely that a janitor would work their way up. But I suppose it's possible. From there, she says, we would see who the parents of these children trust more to inform us on the things they believe we should or should not know. What do the parents really know about that? I mean, it's not about trust. It's about, you know, I'm forced to pay for this, so I'm going to send my kid there. And they say it's a good school compared to the Mm -hmm. other private public schools. Of course, it stinks compared to private schools, but I've got to pay for it, so I might as well. She goes on to say that as long as the information to us, I don't see why... When would be a matter. Sometimes it can be confusing to read the uh, posts from the the people at this at, at any school. Uh, because... I, you know, when I was in high school, it's not like uh, I was that great at spelling either. Granted, some things are for are for more matured mindsets than others. She says our rights were granted to us through the Constitution. Holy crap! Nope, nope, nope. Not even close. Um, in fact, I, I believe. I... <laughs> and by the way, if your rights were granted to you through the Constitution, it says that Congress shall make no law, and it says, uh, or the right of the people to peaceably assemble. So, you know, of the five things in the First Amendment, apparently you're supposed to be able to peaceably assemble. And I had addressed to uh, to her in the previous email that I'd sent, I'd said, well... I mean, this is so convoluted in the first three sentences that yeah. I could write an entire email trying to, uh, you know, disabuse her of some of the notions that she's had here. I can't, I can't even imagine how you would respond to this. Well, that's, that's why I'm responding on the air, because I just, I just don't have enough time to really sit down. The, the email I'd sent to her prior to this was fairly lengthy, and then hers was lengthier in response, and it's just, it's a trend that I don't want to continue. I figured it'd be better to talk about these things on the air because they're useful to explain. Some and, people have ne- yeah. not heard these ideas. You can talk. A, you you could explain something to a hundred thousand people rather than just one. just one, and that's that's one of the reasons I don't do the uh, the the back and forth debate thing. Well, you know, I, you know if, I'm willing. If to a go listener has some opinion on some subject and they email it to me, I generally say thanks for your thoughts. I agree with you on that, Mark. But this is not a listener. This is somebody who's you know a real person that's here close. They're you know, all real in physical people. in physical contact. You know with with me, and I think that people in you know in close physical contact deserve a little bit more time and, and effort and little so bit. i'm willing to put that in but if it continues to you know spiral down into lengthier and lengthier emails then there's a time at which we either need to meet up in person and have a conversation or i can just link to this this archive and then she can listen it at her leisure but uh, i had i had pointed out in my email previously i said that I quoted her. I said, well, you say that your rights were given to you when the country first started, but how could that be true? How could humans just like you possibly give rights to their equals? And she came back with the response that our rights were granted to us through the Constitution. Written by humans. Right. I mean, how does that work exactly? Who the, the, the Right. I mean, was the Constitution written by humans? I think the evidence is that they were humans, not aliens or lizard men or what, whatever other creatures would be able to grant rights to us. So, therefore, how is it that uh, rights came out of this men, and men frankly, signing a piece to, of paper? Fallible men, by the way. And fallible men that did not want to put the Bill of Rights into the Constitution. The first draft of the Constitution did not contain the Bill of Rights. So, I mean... I bet they don't teach you that in school. Even the people who were, uh, you know, foisting off this growth of government from their article confederation then didn't care to give these bill of rights the bill of rights were an amendment to the constitution based on concerns that citizens had there's more coming up here uh, what this young lady has to say we'll share it with you 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll free line a look into the mind of one high school student this is free talk live 
Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site. We give them to you, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites. Our webcam is there. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. The chat room is built in to the same page as the webcam. So go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is, of course, for people who don't have attorneys or for those that have attorneys and need to keep an eye on what their, what their employee is doing. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know how to use those rules, you're fighting in the dark. You need to know how to motion the court to get evidence, how to uh, object, on what grounds to object. And if you don't know these things... Yeah, you're going to get run over. Um, and it works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in uh, state or federal courts. As a matter of fact, any court that uses the English common law system around the world, so that includes India, Australia, obviously England and you know, Jamaica and many others. Uh, it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy to use. The average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. It's jurisdictionary.com. It's it's really the it's it's the course you should have had in civics in high school, and I recommend it highly. Uh, there's free tools over there at jurisdictionary.com. The the website it's uh, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, a free legal flowchart, free legal dictionary, free videos. When you buy the course at jurisdictionary.com, remember to use the pull down menu when you check out. Let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. Jurisdictionary.com. We're getting into the mind of at least one uh, one high schooler that I've been having conversation with since we've been doing school outreach. Some of us. When I say we, I don't mean uh, you, Mark, uh, but Allie's done a little bit of it, and I've done quite a bit of it here over the last few years in the Keene area. It's a bit of a controversial uh, form of outreach because some people are very, very protective of their um, their children. And uh, as I said, I don't really like calling them children, but how else do you – how else do you refer to the offspring of uh, of parents? I guess offspring would be a little more accurate. I think you can they're, say they're children. Yeah. Just whenever I hear the word children, I think of uh, kids that aren't quite to puberty yet. Uh, I guess, and I feel like these are teenagers that uh, we're targeting with this information, and I think that they are prepared, you know, mentally to handle the ideas of freedom. Uh, because in many ways they are not free. You know, these kids are forced to go to the government schools. They are in many ways uh, threatened by the police directly with, uh, you know, raids on high school parties. And as we mentioned last night, there's this young lady that uh, the 25 year old undercover cop went into a school and they arrested 31 guys who provided her with marijuana. Uh, basically, on her on her request. Yeah, under basically running a sting operation, uh, deception against these people. So being at a government school puts these kids in jeopardy of uh, of arrest. How, them, how many of them realize it at this point? That's another question. So well, uh, one thing I'd like to point out is 
you were talking about perhaps getting together with this uh, young lady, uh, you know, having a conversation or something like that. And we've offered that to uh, a few of the, the kids that have contacted and, and us. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying specifically this uh, this young lady, but I'm. I, here's the one thing is, if people, uh, you know, people don't necessarily uh, bow down and and pick up the ideas just because you've out uh, b- debated them or out reasoned them. Oh, obviously. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they they know that they don't know much in a certain category, but they know that there are other experts that agree with their position, mm-hmm. whether those experts are their, their parents teachers. or their politicians or whomever they are. Or the yeah. Teachers, whatever those people are, and they think to themselves, "Well, look, just because I can't answer these difficult dilemmas, doesn't moral dilemmas, doesn't mean that these other people that I respect can't answer them." Sure. So, really, what's the point in me having the conversation? I just want these noisy, uh, irritating people to go away. Right. And stop challenging my belief system. Well, no, stop being noisy and irritating. I think is really well. You know, I, we weren't noisy at any point. I mean, we were just their, out there. They called their uh, principal names. Not in person. That was on. Uh, that oh, was yeah. Derek's video count, yeah. that, that he posted over Just at Freaking.com. So the battle for hearts and minds may have been lost here. She says our rights. Well, I don't. I don't consider it a battle, uh, Mark. I mean, all right. I don't like fighting the term. race for hearts and minds. I think the that uh, this is a long-term uh, objective that we have. So let's alienate them first, and then try to bring them on board. Well, I don't know, Mark. I, you know, it all depends on your perspective on how you look at this because not everybody is upset. Uh, there's uh, mm-hmm. one young man who posted at the Free Keen page saying he appreciated that uh, that we were doing this, that people are talking about these ideas at the school, and so therefore he was glad that uh, that we were there. So it just all depends who you talk to. Uh, You've but- got one to how many – well, the question is how many actually secretly are in support of us but are too afraid to come out because maybe they'll be bullied, maybe they'll be targeted for some sort of retaliation by these people. Great. You've uh, positioned yourself as the unpopular idea. Well, liberty is not a popular idea, Mark. Welcome to the club. <laughs> that You can call it that if you wish. You think liberty is a popular idea? You if can it make true. it a popular idea if you're dealing with a small segment. What's that mean? You're dealing with a small segment of society here with a high school. If you mm-hmm. properly introduce it and learn from the mistakes you have rather than, you know, charging forward and saying, well, we've effed this up. Let's keep doing the same thing over and over again until we really screw it up. Yeah. Well, so what would you propose? I, I, I've already made a proposition and yeah. you said that Pete's working on it, which is, hey, you know, negotiate uh, some time with these students. Mm-hmm. It, and if I they mean, say no. Clearly, they respect the people that are standing up at the front of the class. Yeah. Well, then you can at least say to the students, hey, I pay for this, uh, you know, I pay for this, and I asked your teachers, I tried to go through the system, and they told me no. Mm, okay. So that the. Isn't sh- that what they're telling you to go through the system? That's what they told us, yeah. Which is an insult because I don't feel like I have to. If I have rights, if I have the right to assemble, and if I have the right to free speech, see, I, I, I have a problem. See, I've been told that I have rights, and so I believe that I have rights, and I act like I have rights. And the people, uh, some people don't like that very much. Well, she's been told that she does not have rights because she is not of the age in which people are granted rights by the Constitution. And so she is a slave to the school system, and she is being subjected to your activism by virtue of having to go to the school. Having to be there, that's true. Uh, so, but, but I don't know. She seems to believe she has rights. She says that they were granted to us through the Constitution that the ones who fought for our country felt we should have, she says. And all I had said was that uh, that they felt we should have them, that they hadn't experienced what would happen differently. You agree they were given to us at one point, right? I mean, or else we would not have them. And 
to suggest that rights were given to you at one point suggests that uh, somebody out there, some human, would have the ability to grant them, to bestow them upon you. And that doesn't make any sense. It's a failure of the history teacher to explain history is so much less interesting when you try to explain it oh back then slavery was fine see no one knew that slaves did you know should were equals and they're humans too so they had rights and so they portray it as just how it was so every time there's something in history that's just how it is they don't point out how well now we know that everyone by virtue of being human has rights and so this is really wrong Unless it pertains to, like, American slavery. But when we talk about, you know, stuff like throughout history, oh, the founding fathers, some of them had slaves, and that was wrong. So I'm thinking about this idea that uh, rights were granted by the Constitution. And, uh, you know, I tend not to I, I tend not to believe that. However, I think that there's an argument for it. Um, a right, a rights are a function of ownership. I have the right to drive my car because it is my car. You do not have the right to drive my car because it is mine. It is not yours. I have the right to free speech because the vocal cords belong to me as long as I'm on my property or whatever and I'm not standing underneath your window at night yodeling. Um, I'll go on with this this train of thought in a second. All right, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Were rights granted or... Well, we'll come back with more. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. 855-450-FREE. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of these airwaves at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features there for free. Shrine of Female listeners is one of them. The dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at Shrine.freetalklive.com. It's a fast-paced world these days. And that makes it that much more difficult to carve time out of your day to sit down with a book. However... There's a solution. Audiobooks. Uh, I spend a lot of my time listening to audiobooks and uh, audio inter- entertainment of uh, different sorts. And Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got every category of book over there you can imagine. Uh, books on rights, as we're talking about now, whatever you want to get, uh, get the business, it's business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, and anything else. It's fast, easy. And affordable. I listen to audiobooks all the time, and uh, Audible makes it easy for me to download. So if I can do it, you probably can too. You can get a free gold membership and with it a free download of any book. Uh, more, there are more than 150,000 titles at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You've got to go to that specific address to get the free download. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And it's a gift from Audible to you. 
audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Excuse yeah, me. And it's a huge selection, and you'll be satisfied. We had somebody call in, say they uh, they got one, and they got hooked. Yeah. They got like 14 more after that. So audio, audio, audiobooks are fun, and they're easy. Uh, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. So we're uh, talking about a, an email or a, a Facebook message, a series of them that I've been sending back and forth between a local high schooler who has uh, taken a, at least a curiosity in some of the ideas that uh, liberty-minded folks have been presenting to some uh, some of the high schoolers at their local schools after they're getting out of school just trying to get information into people's hands. And it's upset a lot of folks because we haven't gone through the proper channels. We haven't asked for permission to engage in our rights, which is really the ultimate reason why I haven't asked, him permission, asked for permission. This isn't a private school. It's a public school. And because it's public, it means I pay for it. And so, therefore, I feel like I have the right to be there if I want to be and hand out information if that's what I darn well choose to do. And, of course, they don't see it that way because they've been brought up in this education indoctrination system where asking permission is a virtue, where it's respectful to ask permission from these government bureaucrats rather than treating them as though they are your employees and that you're the one who pays their salary. So we're talking about rights, Mark, and you said you wanted to make a point about the idea of rights being granted at some point in the past, but specifically this young lady suggested was the Constitution. So, you know, we, uh, you know, we've definitely taken, I've taken the position in this show many times and everybody else has, I have, that rights aren't granted, that they are uh, inherent. Um, but, um, you know, I'm just kind of wondering, since the, the, the Constitution essentially uh, – <sighs> forwarded the, uh, the the rights of the individual to own property here in in the United States and consider that the United States is, was at that point sort of an, an, an Anglican uh, a colony and that over in England it was you know people had fewer rights when it came to ownership of property um, and therefore, since you couldn't own the property, you didn't have rights to it. You only have rights to things that you own. And if the Lord owns the land, you don't have rights because you don't have the land. Um, and so since the Constitution forwards the, uh, the the conversation, it does not turn it around or change sort of uh, the, the belief system or the meme of, of property rights in the United States. And it's a and property rights basically are where where rights spring from. Then one, I suppose, could make the argument that the Constitution does therefore create rights. I don't think there's any evidence to support that there wasn't private property before the Constitution. Well, not not in the United States, no. But if the Constitution it becomes the highest law of the land, uh, you know, uh, offsetting the articles. Wait, of the, hold on, wait a minute. I think the Indians probably darn well believed that it was their land that they were inhabiting. Uh, the Indians had different. They uh, certainly the, didn't want to be thrown off of it. Different nations had different beliefs um, as far as uh, you know property rights go. Uh, often they would, would consider right, it wouldn't have been the exact same ideas necessarily, but I think they would have agreed that uh, they didn't have surveyors out to say this is our property line here. No. Oh, but they, these are our hunting but I think grounds. they would have you know I think they would have agreed that their territory was their territory and they certainly didn't appreciate being removed from it and killed. Well, Indeed. I, I think some of them uh, some of the land acquired in the settlements was traded for. So it, it's not as if all the land that was you know ever inhabited by white people on the landmass known as the United States is stolen. It, a lot of it was traded for whether or not you think it was a fair trade or not. I mean that's I mean, think value subjective, so you'd have to right. look so at what each you're individual. Is pre-constitution, there was the idea of property rights. Right, of course. Well, indeed, and the, and all I'm saying is the constitution is the highest law of the land, and it didn't turn around these belief in these property rights. And yes, uh, you know, certainly the Indians in some cases were, uh, you know, war. War apparently has been up until this point a legitimate way of 
securing property. I don't agree with it. I think it's, I think it's just murder on a whole, um, wholesale scale. Mm-hmm. But that's essentially what was going on with the Indians. They'd create some kind of situation where uh, you know they would you know get some level of legitimacy at going to war with the Indians, and they'd take their property, or they'd uh, buy it from them. And the Indians would say to themselves, "Well, it's not like we're using this land. They just want to give us something in order to be able to stay here." Okay, we'll take that. In a I lot of cases, that, it didn't matter. You know, maybe this whole discussion is a, is a debate over semantics. I mean, I, that's I don't what know. I'm thinking when. when when she says that she believes rights were granted, maybe that's just a different way to look at the idea of how the Constitution essentially enshrined rights. You know, the, the, it acknowledges that humans have rights. It acknowledges the idea of rights is a good one and that it should be respected. So, you know, they, they weren't created in that moment. It wasn't granted. Granted is the wrong word. I think that that's basically the argument that I'm making is that the, the correct word is the Constitution enshrined them. The Constitution, uh, you, know, res- you know, pointed them out. It, uh, it let people know. That when you're talking to be about a math problem, um, you talk about things that are given as a granted. So you could still make the argument. I think this is a semantic issue as to whether or not the Constitution – I think that people – I believe – that people have the right to own things that they've created with their hands. And I think a lot of people agree with that. And I believe that rights come along with ownership. But I think that there's a semantic argument that can be had, uh, that, this, uh, that can be had. And of course, this young lady isn't making it. Uh, you know, she doesn't delve as deeply into these issues as we do generally. Um, and, uh, you know, that it can be made, though. She goes on to make a good point here, and she says, we are not guaranteed rights. You're aware of that, correct, she says? For example, look at other countries. In some areas of the world, people could be executed for freedom of speech. Don't take what you have for granted. People who are lucky enough to receive rights don't always realize that it's luck and bravery of our ancestors that got us these rights. They don't come with life for everyone. And I think part of her observations there are absolutely spot on. I mean, the the idea is, or the suggestion that I'd like to make here is that rights are just an idea. You know, they don't actually exist. It's just a it's a convenient idea and a good idea to have human rights because it allows for humans to better interact with one another, to more respectfully uh, get along with one another, and uh, and you know, and and build a better society down well, the line. One of the suggestions that people that often make the statement that she's just made, and I'm not saying she's making it. I don't know what she's making but one of the suggestions that they'll make is that people have fought and died for this so therefore shut the f up and agree with me she doesn't exactly say that she does say don't take them for granted but she doesn't get into detail who said that that they're taken for granted though i I i think it sounds more to me the way it sounds when you read that was well we have a more merciful government than a lot of the governments in the world so you should just be happy with the mercy they've shown you i think that yeah i think that there is a level of that uh, there yeah and uh, but you know i will say this that rights are inherent to ownership and ownership is about payment so one you know like if i buy something it's mine so you can you can fall down on one of two issues when it comes to one of two ways on this uh, the, this pamphleting on school property you can say that um we're stealing the government is threatening you and stealing your money mm-hmm. fair and square so stay the heck off of our school property because you don't own it or you're saying or you can say that hey if if a person paid for a school then they have a right to pamphlet on it and there's no denying that every taxpayer in the state of New Hampshire has paid for schools toll free number here 855-450 free unfortunately i'm under you know all three of us me Derek J and Kelly Voluntarist are all under legal threats right now we're currently you know still in the system none of us have the real ability to get arrested and test this particular idea the idea that we should have the right 
to distribute things on public property, so we can't push it too far. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. More about rights and your thoughts on the way. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want, 855-453. In the midst of a conversation about rights, but you can also bring up anything that you might want to talk about, 855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We invite you there so you can get interactive and you can actually create the content of the site by submitting things to it. So if you find something online that you think is interesting, submit it over as uh, show prep at freetalklive.com. Other listeners vote up or down. The most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. So head over to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. It's all free. Lauren is with us listening in Athens, Ohio. Lauren, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Lauren. What's on your mind tonight? Good. Um, I was ta- I was thinking about the schools, so what um, you guys are talking about with regard to, you know, being kicked out of there. And I thought of a couple of cases that I don't know if you remember these or not, but you remember that Coach Dave Dabenmeyer? You know, he went down with the Terry Schiavo thing when they were starving her, and he went down to school down in Adams County, kind of down around here. Nope. And the, he was, there was a huge crowd. They were going to take the Ten Commandments. It was on a big rock outside the school, and they were going to take it down. Well, um, the cops couldn't do anything to him until the, the cops took the superintendent of the school aside. Then the superintendent instructed him to leave, and at that point when he wouldn't leave, they arrested him. The reason is, is because these are administrative jurisdictions. They're not um, – people keep thinking that you have a constitutional right. You don't. You have constitutional privileges and duties. They're two different things. Rights come from God. Privileges and duties – are rights you get because you're a member of a club. You see the difference? And so with the schools, you're signing your children up. You're giving in loco parentis. You're giving them legal rights to be equal with you, And number one. And number two, you're also there. You're the minor in the contract. You're the ward. You're the one. Like, you know how when people want to go in and see their kids now, you have to sign in. You have mm-hmm. to do this. You have to do that. California, um, there was a a legal press it wasn't a precedent but it was a legal um ruling and what they said was that california parents don't have the right to educate their children Mm, under the california education code right well that's fair because what are you doing under the california education code you see god made the men the men made a club the club made rules codes regulations and statutes bodies of negative law to limit the maids and the butlers yeah, but that if you act like you're not in the club, Lauren, do. if you act like you're not in the club, they'll put you in a cage. No, 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 that's not true. And I live the life, so I, I get it. Okay, I've had CPS called on me. I've, okay, I get it. But I'm telling you, they're pretty good about following the rules. Okay? They, they feast on their wards, people who have given themselves over to be, you know, if you sign up. I'll give you another example. 
Pennsylvania, they did gynecological exams on these little girls, 10-year-old girls, okay? Took them in the gym, lined them up, and pulled their pants down and went to it. Kids were running away trying to get out of there. When they went to court over it, guess who won? The school did, because the parents signed over in local parents. And if the school thinks your kids need a gynecological exam, well, you're going to get it. Just like you can't even pack lunches for your kids. You're going to eat what we tell you. They forced and us so, to do uh, scoliosis exams. We had to pull our shirts off for I remember that. strangers. Well, and see, this, this is my point, though. Why in the world? I would never give my children over to a group of, you know, people that won't even teach these kids how to read and function. I mean, if you look at the statistics, I mean, oh, my goodness gracious, the schools. Well, it's, if you take that, Lauren, if you but, take that stance, then what they say to themselves, well, my kid can read and function, so therefore um, it must be legitimate. I mean, I'll grant you that about 20 percent of high school students or people that graduate from high school in the United States graduate functionally illiterate. I absolutely agree with that. But if you take the position that they, um, you know, that that they can't do it, the fact is that 80 percent of the time they do do it. Well, here's the trick, though. They do it when people don't understand what their rights are. And here's, I'll just give you a couple examples. If you look at, um, number one, Article 4, Section 2, the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens, capital C citizens, of the several states. And I know people, you know, talk to you about this, and it seems so weird and off the, but the whole point is that the document itself, the Bill of Rights, who can have rights? Only a man can have rights. And what is the purpose of the Bill of Rights? To extend the ground of public confidence in the government. Well, your confidence isn't supposed to be in the government. It's supposed to be in God that created us. And I know everybody's not a a Christian, but my point is we should all understand that no man created any other man. So nobody can tell us, you know, hey, you can't use that drug. And I'll give you a perfect example. Did you guys ever look up the Addis case? Addis? I did that wordpress.com and how they had to throw the case out because he ex- he said look I'm a man I am not an animal and you don't what was have this jurisdiction case? over me yeah uh, you know I read it uh, months a couple of months ago but um, essentially it was uh, did it have to do with pesticides or the the, no, the eradicating the pests it, it had to do with the drug laws the drug laws are written for man or other animals but it, it was utopia silver they use silver for antibiotics, and they don't want us using that because, you know, <laughs> it, doctors make a lot of money putting you on expensive antibiotics when cheap silver works great on most infections. So what, what, what they did was they sued him, and they were charging him $25,000 a day fine. Well, five years into the case, Alfred takes this case, and he looks at the statute, and he said, you know, that statute doesn't apply to me. I am a child of God. I am superior to the animals. I've been given dominion over them. And that judge had to throw out that case. They had spent, you know, half a million dollars on it, five, six years on that. And what what I'm trying to get people to understand is the truth does matter and it is effective. Well, I know, but they, 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 you, you said that men, only men can have rights, and the Supreme Court just granted, and uh, Citizens United just granted corporations' rights. How yeah, in the why world would you be could they? To a bunch of men in black robes that said that blacks were slaves, and for but, instance, the Kelo decision that Pfizer could take all those people. Well, I don't houses. care what they say, but the men with guns do, and they okay. behave in certain ways based on what the men in the robes. Right, say. but you're saying that they have to follow their laws, and if their laws say that only men can have rights, then therefore, how in the world? Could could they get around their laws that say that men have to, uh, only men can have rights by giving well, rights to corporations? Well, this is the whole point, though. They look at you as a corporation when they keep when like the new NDAA legislation. What's it written for? Persons 
residents, U.S. citizens. This is, they're using the language to basically con the people to get them to keep obeying them. The first commandment of God is, have no other gods before me, which means even if you're scared, even if you don't go following a lie, you've got a bunch of liars sitting up there. Right now you've got an attorney general who's been running guns and drugs, and nobody's in trouble. We can't keep following these people who are. I'm with you. I don't follow them. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you. It's the foundation. Your claim that they have foundations in law and morals that always befuddles me. I don't think these people follow their rules any more than they absolutely have to. I didn't say that. I have ancestors who my, you know, uh, Raymond Demery was aide de camp for Washington. I didn't say they were good people. Okay, I come from a slave family. The Demerys held slaves. I'm from those families. Okay. So I get it. What I'm saying to you is, even though a slave master held my ancestors and said, I own you, just because someone said it didn't make it true. No doubt. Like, I like that- a lot of what you say, Lauren, and I, you know, I believe you when you say that you've had experience with this and you've had success because you seem, you seem really knowledgeable. I, I just wish that other people could somehow see your experiences and, and, and you know validate them and try them in their own lives. Because what I see happening is, as Mark pointed out, these government people don't follow their own rules. They don't care what their what their own rules say, and they will do whatever it is that they want to to you. And there's not there's very little that you can do about it. That's that's basically what I've seen happen here. Maybe things are different there in the the magic land of Ohio, but what I, <laughs> it seems unlikely. What I'd love to see you do is you know, come up to New Hampshire and, uh, you know, show us how it's done. Show uh, show people how they can somehow do whatever it is that you say that you've well, done over I'll time. I'll just say this one thing and I'll shut up. The Bible says, come out of her, my people. It doesn't say protest. It doesn't say get together in the street and go after that old government. It says just walk away. What happens if they gave a war and nobody came? Well, I agree what with that. I would love it. these schools open and nobody allows them to brainwash and mislead Wouldn't that be children? nice? Unfortunately, we're not, it. we're not to that point yet. I hope that we can get enough people well, together into the same place well, where we, we can all... all we just each one of us break off and do it. But if we and do it, if we it. do it separately, then they're going to crush us, and that's no, that's no, what they, they are doing. I, I'm telling you, yes, they come after you. But the problem, the, the point is, is that they really do obey their rules. No, they don't. If in you, fact, the number one, the number one rule of the courts here in New Hampshire is that they can waive the rules at any time. So yeah, but that's an administrative jurisdiction, and it's not following. That's how come that when they that's great, the Lauren. I can I, I can talk all day court. long about it being administrative jurisdiction, but that's not going to stop the men with guns from showing up to my house when I don't go to a court date. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Right. The, I, I'm ju- the I'm men calling themselves the, the sheriffs are going to come it, take it, me. At some point, we have to do the right thing. And well, I, I want to do the right thing, but I feel like if I just do it all, all alone, then they're going to crush me. I've seen well, them do that to me. You're your child, right? I, well, I don't have one, but Mark is going to homeschool. I'm sorry. I, I mix you and Mark up. That's all right. <laughs> Mark's not uncommon. That. And that's good, and I don't think that he should let the state know no, that no, he's doing that. That is doing it. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be some big thing. Well, I agree with you. It doesn't. Thank you, by the way, for the call tonight. People. More coming up here. Hour three is on the way. You can take control. Free Talk Live. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week, discreet packaging and shipping, and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. The toll-free number is 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We've been talking uh, for, actually, for most of the show about an email or a, a Facebook message that uh, I've been sending a series of them back and forth between local high school, some local high schoolers, as uh, many of them have been very upset that a certain group of activists, including myself, have been going to their school campus, passing out information out in front of the school when they are let out. And this is something that, uh, to, to some extent or another, has been going on for a few years here in, in the Keene, New Hampshire area, as the Free State Project has moved a bunch of liberty-loving activists here uh, to New Hampshire. A number of them are in, in the Keene area, and some people here are willing to take a little bit more of an unusual approach to uh, to doing activism. And this is a, a particularly controversial form of activism, not just uh, to the community at large, but also to uh, within the activism community itself. And so some kids are upset that uh, that we're on their campus. They don't understand that it is everyone's campus, or at least in theory it is. Because the idea of public property is that either everyone owns it or no one does, right? That's the concept behind public property. Because if it's public, it should be open to everyone. And therefore, who is the owner of it? Because I think the concept is that, um, you know, most accurately, that it's owned by the government f- and open to the public for specific purposes. Well, that's, you know, that's not the way I feel like it should be. I concur with right? you. Because if you have a right to assemble, uh, you know, you go into the Constitution, the First Amendment, it's right there in the First Amendment that you have the right to free speech, you have the right to assemble, to peaceably assemble. Uh, so no one was not, pe- no one wasn't being, we were not being violent, we were being peaceful, we were handing out uh, information to these young people. And the, these rights, the Bill of Rights, are what the government is supposed to respect. It, these are not the only rights in the world. These are just the ones that this this government, the U.S. government and all its subsidiaries, the states and the local governments, are supposed to respect. They're supposed to not traverse them. They're supposed to not cross these rights. And so they, they're supposed to apply on public property, at least in theory. Well, the Constitution doesn't allow for public schools in the first place. No, it doesn't. So I don't know what to even what kind of argument to make for public property in the Constitution when the public schools are the public property in question, but they're already unconstitutional. Great point. Well, Clearly, these people don't care about what the Constitution says. They only care about their own power and their system and making sure it stays funded. I wouldn't doubt that there were public schools um, in you know some places in the United States at the time the Constitution was written. Um, I thought they didn't come about well, to the 1800s. Uh, they didn't become as, as widespread, but there you know there certainly hmm. were publicly funded schools. And the question is, was anybody out there uh, you know wanting to protest on that land, and were they disallowed? And I I Good doubt. Question. I doubt that's the case. I mean, I wouldn't know. Maybe it is just the Department of Education specifically that is unconstitutional. Uh, Maybe the Constitution doesn't restrict states' rights to provide their own public schools. I'm I'm not a constitutional scholar. Ask Obama, I guess. You you wouldn't have a uh, you wouldn't have a teacher out there, uh, or you wouldn't have a situation of a lawsuit at that point anyway. I mean, you can imagine at that time frame, the teacher would go out, slap somebody in the face with a blackboard, and uh, that'd be it. 
Well, I had explained to her uh, what was happening is I'm talking with this young lady in a series of uh, of emails or Facebook posts going back and forth. And it's just it's gotten so lengthy that I decided let's let's read some of this on the air here uh, and and help, you know, other people who might be in a similar position as her to perhaps understand the circumstances in which they find themselves. Because when you're in the government schools, you are subject to what they tell you and what other information you might happen to pick up from your parents at home. And. So let me go on here with what she has to say. She says, for the schools, there is no threat. If you don't want to pay your taxes, which is what I assume you're referring to because I told her that I was under the threat of having my house stolen from me, uh, she says, then don't. No one's forcing you to. What? You're getting privileges for paying your taxes and helping the youth of America, which in any case can be taken away. Just like when you're a child growing up, you get freedom from your parents, but if you misbehave in most households, you'll get grounded. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. That's not disrespect. That's courtesy. So she so says, what is the I'm trying to trying to follow the the logical line between, um, you know, you don't have to pay for schools and you'll have privileges taken away. You'll be thrown in jail. Um, I mean, mostly if you don't pay your what you'll have in the situation of property taxes, which is mostly where school funding comes mm-hmm. from, is your house will be taken away from you. The I will house, be ejected from my home. The house that you own, supposedly, and I'm putting quotation marks around mm-hmm. that because you don't actually own. You don't. Nobody does. Anybody listening to me doesn't own property. Governments own property, and you rent it from them. Um, and that's the reality. That they'll tell you otherwise. I mean, you cl- they claim they'll claim you're a homeowner or a householder. So maybe or what she's saying here is that uh, I'm getting the privilege of being able to sit in this home that I own, and that it will be taken. That privilege will be taken away. She's if not I don't saying pay. that because she doesn't likely doesn't understand that uh, people don't really own their homes. Um, the fact is. You know, sadly, that things haven't changed much from the times of kings and lords till now. I mean, essentially, the government claims to own all property in the same way that the king claimed to own all property. Mm-hmm. And you rent that ab- ability to, you know, improve or do whatever to the property. And then when you do improve the property, they raise your taxes. You put a nicer house, they'll raise your taxes and you'll pay more to educate kids. Now, I'd like to address this idea that, well, we're building a better America by educating the youth. Look, uh, yeah, I will agree with you. That that having educated people in my vicinity is good for me. But it's good for me to have a Walmart in town or a paint mm-hmm. store or you know whatever other businesses in town. But that doesn't mean that I have to support that place unless I want sp- something specifically from it. Um, I mean, you know, so uh, so, so I've got uh, you know the the so I do. It's better if I mow my grass, but nobody's going to come out and mow my grass for me. I mean, just because mm-hmm. I make the neighborhood look better doesn't mean that uh you know it's the obligation of some 17 year old girl to come by and mow my grass because well it makes the neighborhood look better no i mean <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't hold water i have no obligation to educate other people's kids i've got my own kid who i want to homeschool okay that means that the parents of the children who are sending their kids to school i guess have the expectation that I'm going to peel off money that I would otherwise spend on my son's education to educate their kids. Why am I responsible for educating their kids? You're not, but you'll have your house stolen from you if you don't. Right. And so, I mean, you know, this this line of logic is really faulty and all full of holes. I'd love to have somebody who uh, who can debate it well, um, you know, come on the air and, and defend it because I certainly don't understand. 
She says, next, the principal, Mr. Butterfield, never threatened you. Calling the police to protect minors is not a threat, no matter how you look at it. The police are here to protect their town's citizens. If you feel harmed or threatened at any moment whatsoever, you have a right to call the cops. He simply used his rights while you were using yours. If you think that's threatening you, in my opinion, are a hypocrite. No offense, she says. What's hypocritical about that? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but anyway, she's suggesting here that uh, it's not a threat when you call the police to protect minors. But I would like to ask, protect them from what? In what way were they in danger? Well, in no way, shape, or form. Unless the danger or the threat is the Education. ideas the ideas that could potentially open minds to you know a new way of looking at things. If that's what they were protecting the minors from, then it totally makes sense that they would call the police out to put a stop to that. Because certainly no one was in physical danger. While I was there, she says, I believe you're not understanding me correctly. I don't think exercising your rights is disrespectful. I think the way you're exercising them is disrespectful, along with the majority of my school. Apparently, they've taken a poll. I think that there was a much better way you could have done what you did, i.e. not video. I probably agree with that. I.e. not videotaping well, the whole situation. Video. T- <laughs> OK, so I don't think videoing is the issue, um, but well, some people do. They believe that they as minors have a right to be free from being videotaped. Interesting. So I don't know who's told them that, but it's not true. If you are on the streets, I don't care how old you are. You are subject to being video recorded. Yeah, if you're in public, you're subject to, to video recording. I mean, you know, some people don't like being video recorded, and I've got and that, that's but that's fine. not a right. And as I've pointed out, uh, when we've gone to this school, if someone has asked, hey, I don't want to be recorded, we don't make a point of recording that person. I'm recording Derek J. handing out information to young people at this school. And if you happen to pass by my camera as I'm recording Derek J. That instant. That's not, there's not much I can do about that. But I'm not going to zero in on a student and make them uncomfortable or anything like that. In fact, there, there are instances where a young lady had told me she didn't want to be recorded. And I made a point of avoiding recording her. More coming up. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 855-453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Listening options are available for you on our website. We've got broadband, midband, and narrowband streams, three different sizes to fit any internet connection, all free and available around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is there for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you'll learn about the over 100 great radio stations that aired the show throughout uh, the country. The satellite listening options we have, including XM Satellite Radio. Uh, the uh, By the way, two channels were on XM. 
And uh, other satellite options, including the KU band choice, which is uh, free to air, uh, the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Plenty of different ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears at listen.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. All right, so we're sharing with you a, a series of – well, not really a series, of, but the, the last, the latest in a series of emails that I've kept to myself until uh, this point between myself and a young lady who goes to one of the local high schools who, among other people, has been a little perturbed, upset even, that uh, liberty activists like myself have gone down and done some outreach at the school. Uh, and so we've been kind of conversing back and forth on a variety of different subjects, everything from rights to the violence of the state or the violence inherent in the system. And, of course, uh, she just – she can't yet see the gun in the room. And as you pointed out, Mark, nothing you say to somebody who's new to the ideas of liberty is going to uh, cause that person to say, my God, I never saw it that way before. Thank goodness you came along to show me the light. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Usually you have to plant a seed. And then later on down the line, perhaps as that person encounters more life experience with the government people, that they'll start to see, oh, why those guys might have been right, what they were saying about the violence inherent in the system. In this case, she writes to me and well, says... I, I thought that was interesting. One of the things she said previously is uh, comparing the state to parents. Mm-hmm. And people do this a lot. But there's a difference between the state and parents. Parents own the the land on which you live. They feed you the food that you eat. They buy you the stuff that you you know have to live. You are their ward. Whereas when it comes to the state, it's exactly the opposite. The state is a creation of people, and it survives only by the work of those that are you know working in the marketplace. The state is a um, the, whereas the parents are the host, and you are the parasite. The state is the parasite, and you are the and we quote unquote collectively. But it doesn't seem that way. To, it doesn't seem that way to someone who's in school because somebody who has never the, ever worked for a living. Right, they're getting fed by the state while they're at the school. Sure. Now, when she goes and she uh, you know starts working for a living and has uh, money taken out of her paycheck, and then by the way, this progresses to the point that you know you're paying a good portion of your wages. Some people would say, now we're not just talking about income tax here. We're talking about all the different taxes, the uh, dozens and dozens of different taxes, taxes from cell phones to property taxes to state mm-hmm. tax. Taxes to income taxes in the state and federal level, um, you know the 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 unseen taxes that come in the form of uh, regulations on businesses, the taxes on gasoline that everything is uh, moved around by. So all these taxes, some people will claim that as much as fifty percent of your earnings go to the government in some or are wasted by the government or are eaten up the efficiency of your money is some people would even claim more than this but you know i think fifty percent is a reasonable number to look at uh, is eaten up by taxes inefficiencies and uh, uh, you know regulations and, and these kinds of things so once you enter into the world and you realize that these the you know that this is the mess that the government has made and frankly it doesn't provide that much for the mess that it creates my only uh criticism of what you said is i don't really like to think of parents as wards over their children mm-hmm. but more like caregivers since uh 
you know, from when they're born, they're at least able to take care of themselves and they become more and more able. So the parent's job is to make sure that they're able to take care of themselves. Once I like that is. idea, but um, I it's mean, a much essentially, more positive view of parenting. It, yeah. It's essentially, uh, you know, it denies that parents have certain rights. I mean, you know, if you live under my roof. Then I set the rules. Right. But then the children should My also roof can be good or they the can young stink. adults should also be able to leave if their rules aren't good. They should. They should be, However, but unfortunately, the, the government, government stops prevents them. young adults from going out and getting jobs. I mean, right. they make it almost impossible for them to work, uh, impossible to work prior to 14, almost Very impossible to work at 14 and 15 and, uh, you know, difficult to work at 16 and uh, 16 to 18. She says, if I were to not go to school for whatever reason, there would be no violence. Yes, by law, it is required. But but I'm glad it is. And I, before she goes on, I'll, I'd like to just break that down real, real quick. So clearly, she hasn't even been in, she hasn't been introduced to the idea of the gun in the room. She doesn't realize that it's there. That uh, whenever it's required by law, as she admits that it's required by law, then there's violence there. How how are laws enforced? Right. Why is it required? When a cop comes and gets you and you believe you're within your rights to be free and you act like you're not going to be that you're not going to be taken away to be put in some jail cell or whatever or drawn to court or whatever in whatever way manipulated against your will. You can believe they're going to use violence upon you. Maybe not you. Try to act like you're free and see if the violence isn't there um i mean you know i'd, I'd like to the here's a harriet tubman uh quote out there and mm-hmm. i think it's very important to uh, bring up at this point what is it i i freed a thousand slaves this is the uh, underground, right. railroad, underground railroad uh activist uh, from you know the the 19th century i freed a thousand slaves and i'd have freed a thousand more if they'd known they were enslaved these were real live slaves chattel slaves the worst kind of slavery this country has ever seen and she said she could have freed a thousand more if they would have known they were slaves meaning that they were that their that their chains rested lightly enough upon them that they were more scared of the consequences of speaking out massa is very good to us he feeds us that's her quote (laughs) Not mine. So. No, I'm just trying to think of what a slave would. <laughs> right, you know, I'm trying right. to think of the mentality of a slave who is act, is treated as if they, you know, the, he or she has no rights. And then how does well, she reconcile the, that? It's the slave who can't envision what life would be like outside of the plantation. I mean, they've been raised on this plantation the whole time they've been there, and this is just life. I mean, this is how things are. And the idea that if the plantation were to go away or something were to happen to Massa or whatever, oh my God, what would we do? And, and that's basically where she goes in the rest of this uh, paragraph. She says – she admits that it's required that she go to school by law, but she says, I'm glad it is. I would be getting nowhere in my life if it weren't for school. I wouldn't know anyone. I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have motivation. I would be missing out on a lot. Also, as I'm sh- if school can't possibly exist without, without the government. taxes. Right. I mean, well, you know, I don't I don't care what the government calls itself. Um, I care what how about how it goes about funding itself. If you didn't go to every single house and threaten them for money once or twice a year, depending on where you live, that school couldn't exist. This girl is not living in rags and, uh, you know, has an outhouse. She's a middle class individual, likely, I don't know her, and her parents could absolutely, if they didn't have to pay, what are the property taxes in Keene? $6,000? Well, this is death, south, the southern school, so it's probably $3, about $3,000. $3,000 a, a year in property taxes? They could afford to send her to a private school. She'd so, still have school. Toll-free number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, but it's outside her paradigm. It's free talk live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. You can, of course, bring up anything you want to comment on the discussion we've been having, which has been about schools and a lot of misconceptions that people in government school have, like the idea that it's not forced, that we're not forced to pay for these government schools. Uh, 855-450-FREE. I mentioned SACL CAI. Mark, tell me about it. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They'll handle them for your company, too. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. Let's go to Larry listening in Indy to WXNT. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Ali, and Mark. Uh, how you doing, man? Hey, uh, you know, when you bring up the subject of chattel slavery, that was a very uh, a divine uh, er- uh, a part of our history in this country as persons who descended from Africans. Uh, and you know what else happened, too? There were the states, the border states, Delaware, Maryland, the District of Columbia, Virginia, and Kentucky, bred slaves as a, as a part of their domestic uh, institutions and shipped them down south to be worked out in the cotton fields in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. So, you know, you talk about the mentality of a slave, it was bred into him. Mm-hmm. And even some of, some of those instincts uh, hold over today as us being laborers and servants. And I'm perfectly uh, happy to, uh, to, to qualify and be uh, put right alongside slaves because they were a very important part of this history of this country, and that people would try to look them over or compare being a slave to something derogatory. I think you need to do more research. Well, I'm not saying that it's uh, you know that they didn't work hard and they didn't provide value to the nation. I think that they should have been compensated for their work. Um, and you know, frankly, there are uh, there are lots of uh, there are lots of letters from former slaves to masters that tried to hire them, say after the Civil War or after they'd been freed or whatever, that essentially say that that, that say the same things that I'm saying. Well, you know what I feel that the compensation for us as, as uh, persons of African descent. Our existence today was our compensation. Slavery should have never ended. Slavery should have been allowed to play its way out. In fact, the way that the law is jumbled up now, uh, before the law, persons of African descent are still slaves. But we don't know that. And what you're talking about, the kind of slavery you're talking about, is that we feel that we have certain rights. There's no such thing as the Constitution. The only law we live under now is mercantile law. Ever since the Civil War, it's based on chattel slavery. So, you know, to, to, to talk about slaves and the kind of slavery you're talking about is a person who's a slave and don't know he's a slave. Now, if you know you're a slave... That's the best I, kind of slave. The, be, the best slave that don't know he's a slave. But when you know that you're a slave, the Romans, they're slaves. You go to a slave cell, the slave's picking his master. So, you know... That's not all about being a slave because you get relieved of a lot of situations, and I think it's nothing that time can't overcome 
to free you from your position if it's over time that you're going to uh, allow and be patient because uh, slaves, I, I feel that if blacks that have been kept in slavery and kept in segregation, we would have been all in this country right now because the way it was happening is, is the uh, big families, the wealthy families and planters and so forth, of course they had the, uh, their uh, mammies in the house taking care of their kids, doing everything for them. They would have uh, came along and... and and they would have been switched because their offspring would not understand. Just like a solo business, after the principal dies, the business dies. And that concept would have I'm sorry, it's fact. getting a little bit, uh, it was a little hard to understand what you're saying. You said after the uh, principal dies, the business dies? The business dies in most cases, or either two or three generations down the down the line. But these, are you saying that the mammy would be handed over the plantation? I mean, that well, seems what unlikely. What happened is, is over time, like you look at 100 years, of slavery, and with the advances in technology, America would not be able to keep lying about how free she was and then have slaves uh, in, I don't know what the high-tech form of it would be, but they would not be able to lie and get away with it, for sure, with the with the eyes of the world on them. So, you know, that would have worked out. There would have been a jubilee, but as we have it now, it was a phony dissolution of slavery that never really happened. There is some validity to what you're saying as far as, like, if you talk about the Civil War and everything and how forcing sort of, you know, using slavery and pretending like that's the big issue and then trying to force people not to have slaves when the rest of the world somehow was able to eradicate slavery peacefully, uh, that's that's legitimate. And maybe, you know, and people have used that argument to explain why we have certain laws that seem to uh, be prejudiced against minorities. If you look at prison populations, they're very prejudiced against minorities. But you know, when what happened is, is what we wanted to do, when we looked at the horrifying fact of slavery, we wanted somehow, because we're a Christian nation, supposedly, we wanted to repent and we wanted to be punished so when the blood started flowing, it kept on flowing. The Jews that uh, bred most of my people took off for Europe, destabilized their money, and then uh, they got what they got coming. But, uh, you know, slavery... I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'm just saying... It's getting somewhat esoteric. But slavery is a concept that has failed every time and you can't that much is true. Slavery is a concept. I like that. You are right, it, and it has failed, and it would have failed on its own volition. That much I agree That's with you right. on. And Larry, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. At eight five five four fifty free. Oh, I, I, you know, and he said that it hasn't actually gone away, and I would agree with that statement too. No doubt. At this point, we are all much more equal slaves. Well, I don't see why someone, you know, the people that would want to be slaves, I don't see why they couldn't just voluntarily say, "Hey, I kind of like this. What we've got going on. Me living in your house and." You know, getting you telling me what to you do. telling me what to do, and me not being compensated. I just like that. So it's let's not keep unlike it going. many Americans live today. And but the reason I don't use the term slave to describe uh, generally describe what uh, you know people are in today, I prefer serfdom, yeah, is because it's not quite as a loaded term. It doesn't evoke serf doesn't evoke the same. But a serf is a form of slave. I mean, it's, it's a sure, form of slavery. Sure. Uh, but people think of chattel slavery, as Larry was referring to, um, when they think of slaves, because that's sort of the most recent aspect of it uh, in American history that gets discussed. 
So, uh, so we're back to this email here, this message from the young lady at a local school who's upset with some of the things that were being done uh, with young with uh, people being reached out to at the local school. Uh, myself and other activists going on campus to hand out information upset some people, including her. And she says that uh, I agree with you about obedience. That being said, there's obviously another way you could have gone about this. It isn't about obedience. It's about my main point of respect. They're different, similar, but different. So I think she's got a reasonable uh, position on this respect thing. Um, You know, what these students – I'm not saying all the students. What some of these students feel is that they – through through their principal who represents their school that they're attached to have been besmirched and you know it's a collectivist mindset there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it but you know it's their mindset and you can say what you want to say about it i remember when i was in high school and i cared a great deal uh for a period of time about that football team uh th- those guys that uh, wouldn't give me the time of day in high school and uh, the colors that they wore and whether or not they won out there on the field and if they got hurt and you know i cared a great deal about those uh those guys she says i'm afraid you don't see the difference though doing what you want Doing whatever you want is disrespectful when someone else asks otherwise in most cases. Otherwise, it's courtesy. You don't need to do what you're told when you're told to do it all the time. You have the power to say no, but when it comes to issues affecting others, especially minors, it would be respect. So again, the suggestion again being that because some people told us that they didn't want us there, that we should have just gone away. Well, I think that this could be turn, turned around. Um, if the school principal is the school principal by asking uh, by te- by you know pushing the issue of uh, and calling the cops, is he disrespecting you? You want something, he wants something, right? Well, I see where you're coming now, from. Now she's the taking the argumentum uh, uh, argumentum from uh, argument from authority. And I can't remember what that uh, is in the, in the Latin, but the, she's taking the argument from authority, which is that the principal gets to say, and if you don't listen to the principal, you're being disrespectful. Well, right. in fact, you're the property owner and the taxpayer, so it doesn't the principal work for you. So therefore, mm. aren't you the final authority? It's a good question. Eight five five four fifty three. The Sakel CAI toll free line. If you have any answers, you're welcome to uh, share them. Bring up whatever's on your mind in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are next. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Moments remain, enough time for your calls. If you make them now, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Otherwise, we'll continue to analyze and dissect and comment upon the uh, email here from the young lady in high school. Just kind of get a, a look into the mind of one person who's inside the government school system right now and what they believe, what they think. Uh, 855-453. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you over to freetalklive.com where you'll find all manner of features, including different ways for you to interact with our listeners. Uh, you can go to bbs.freetalklive.com. You'll find the our forum there, as well as show notes uh, from each night. 
And it's all there and it's all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. We're sharing with you an email from a young lady in a local high school who has uh, been upset about how an outreach activity has been approached at her high school. She believes it could have been done differently, uh, more respectfully, like, you know, not bringing video cameras on the campus, uh, not, not, uh, you know, or asking permission first before uh, trying to hand something out. But there are reasons for all of the, the things that we did, right? So the reasons that uh, the reason that we didn't ask permission is because, well, if you're asking permission, you're not exercising your rights. If you're asking permission, you're asking to be granted a privilege. And if I have the right to assemble and the right to free speech, then I don't ask per- permission to do those things. Because the moment you ask permission to engage in what should be a right, you've given up your rights. And to me, it's rights, not a right anymore. Right. To me, rights matter. And so therefore, I'm not willing to do to ask permission. But a lot of what she's the point she's made here recently is about respect. And I would agree that um, rights can be tempered with respect. There's no doubt about that. Um, sure. But the reason the video cameras were there in the first place was to provide protection yes. for us from what these bureaucrats could possibly do. Yeah, they could say anything. Right. They could. Exactly. They can make something up. They could call the police. They can have us arrested. And so we need to have the cameras there to protect ourselves. And, I was not making a point of recording young people with these video cameras. Right. And, and and, you know, it's a good idea to at times to to record your interactions with government bureaucrats because, you know, frankly, the law always uh, leans towards them and whatever they say. Absolutely. It, you know, try to get into an argument with a police officer um, and, you know, decide who the judge is going to go with. So she makes a few good points about uh, her friend Mason, who was the guy that came out to speak to us to tell us that we weren't wanted there. He was, I think, he was really brave to to come out and stand in front of the, the cameras and, and say say what he did. I have a lot of res- I have a lot of respect for him for for doing that. Um, and she's upset that Derek J was you know kind of poking fun at him in the video that he made, which you can see over at freekeen.com. Just click government schools in the categories, and it'll come up with the the three videos that we uh, that that were made from this. And she points out that uh, she says that Mason did approach you peacefully, which from what I understand is your main point. But he just got made fun of, mainly by Derek. So by respecting you gives the right to make fun of the students, but your disrespecting us makes us rude and violent. Uh, no, I don't think I ever suggested that, uh, that the students there were violent, although certainly some of them have been a little nasty uh, is towards she, us. Is she somehow identifying so strongly with the principal that when he's – uh, called when people say that he's being viol- or um, calling the police, and that's like uh, the police might do some violence, and so people say maybe that- she's thinking that I'm suggesting that because they're using because, the police that they're all violent. Right. I see where you're coming from Could because be. she supports the having called the police that therefore she is on the side of the violence. Perhaps I'm sorry, she says, but yet again that's hypocritical. There's nothing fair about that. Do you agree? The staff went to examine whether or not you seemed to be a threat. When asked to get your information, looked over to make sure that it wasn't dangerous to our students, you refused. Dangerous information? That led to Mr. Butterfield, the principal, believing it was dangerous. Then the group started being disrespectful. I believe one of the group's videos includes the name Butterball. To me, that is extremely disrespectful. I don't know about you, agree. but sure. I'd be I'd be offended. Yeah, it was disrespectful. I will totally cop to that. Um, and I agree that two wrongs don't make a right. We were pretty upset about this guy and how he was treating us. Uh, you know, he was the one that was threatening us, and so we came back with poking fun at his shape. And you're right. She's absolutely right. That was that was inappropriate. Uh, and it was very high school of us. Well, I think it's so I'll cop to that one. I think you just didn't need to. 
It's just it's not unnecessary because the video he bad enough. Right. Yeah. He, what he was saying and just the way he's portraying himself was already looked bad. So why, you know, add to that if, you know, just have try to not seem so biased and then people can make up their own mind. Is this person acting responsibly and respectfully? You make a good point, Allie. She goes on to say that now I've done my research before I got into this discussion. So, yes, I do know what a citizen is because I'd asked her, does she know what it is? She had talked about a citizen before in one of her, her emails. And so I'd asked her, well, do you know what that even is? And she says it's a member of a state who owes allegiance and respect to its government and officials and in return is entitled to protection. Oh, boy. She stepped in the bear, your bear trap, didn't she? I do believe I am a citizen. I respect my government. Now, the next question is, do you? Okay, so, um, you know, obviously, you know, the the Supreme Court has – and, you know, she wouldn't know this. Uh, The Supreme Court has ruled on multiple occasions, uh, you know, just look up Supreme Court right to protect or obligation to protect. And you will see case after case after case after case after case where the government – you know, the Supreme Court claims the government has no obligation to protect you. So, therefore, if the government doesn't have an obligation to protect you, you can't possibly be a citizen. Because your definition includes the obligation to protect, and right. there is no obligation to protect, and so why, therefore you are not a citizen. Right, and so why would I have respect for anything like that? Yeah, right. I mean, you know, what's respectable about that agreement? I, I, there is no agreement. Try uh, actually looking up what a surf is and explaining to yourself, and you could write an email if you want, um, explaining to yourself what is the difference between a surf and what you are. The so-called citizen. Yeah. I mean, your surf is tied to the land. Well, you've got to pay uh, their, their taxes and fees in order to leave the country. If you want to leave, you've got to pay. In Roman times, slaves could buy their freedom. They could buy their freedom even chattel slavery time. or Other people could buy it for them. Um, Can't even do that now. Right. I mean, you know, where are you going to go where you're not – where, where some sovereign – where government doesn't claim sovereign uh, ownership over the land and you have to pay, pay them? Taxes are theft. Now, you can pay them happily or you can pay them begrudgingly, but that doesn't ch- – in the same way that you can happily give your wallet to an armed robber or unhappily give your wallet to an armed robber, but it doesn't change to be, you're being robbed. She says – I meant – just going, going on to another paragraph here. She says that the beliefs of the community as a whole should be respected instead of a few who didn't get their way try to do what they want anyways, which is what I believe you are doing. If you believe Free Keen is doing otherwise, please tell me. How so? The beliefs, she says, of the community as a whole should be respected. Well, how do you feel about that one? You know, clearly communities have mores. Um, you know, there's no doubt that you're going to pay a price for violating the mores of a community. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But at the same time, um, you know, a, a collective of people have no more rights than individuals have so if you have the right to life then i can't get together with four other of my other friends in a community of five people and say okay we're going to kill you now Mm. because we believe that you need to die right she doesn't finish her statement the rights of the community should be respected if you want to keep your house and your property and your livelihood if you want to be free to go i mean what she's implying is if you don't respect the rights of the community then i support your liberty being taken away from you that's not how it works you can think that how people ought to act or should act all you want but if you're saying if you don't act the way i think you ought to act then i think violence should be used against you then well, what are you, actions are you talking about specifically because that's a pretty big deal 
Yeah, and I really hate the, uh, the the format of emails or message board posts and all these things mm-hmm. for trying to convince people. Some folks can manage to do it, and I'm sure some people have been convinced uh, of the ideas of liberty based on uh, message board posts and things like that. But I think it's the rare individual. Yeah. I think that people get extraordinarily slippery on their in their logic when they um, you know are dealing with things in, in the written word. And they always dodge questions, too. They, there they, are several yeah. questions I asked that I didn't get answers yeah, to. Yeah, you're not going to get an answer to a, a question like that. And so you have essentially these things have to be done in real life uh, at, at you know real time, and you know sadly otherwise they they don't work. Even in this uh, this format where we're essentially you know talking you know if she listens to this and who knows if she will, uh, if she listens to this she's still going to have questions because she's not in the you know she's still going to have rebuttals that don't get answered because right. she's not in real time. Right. Uh, so finally here – so by the way, in regards to your question about uh, the beliefs of the community should be respected, obviously, you know, if you want to be able to get along in life, there's certain certain social stigma that you shouldn't involve yourself in publicly. But on the other hand, there are certain things that the majority believes that are clearly, to me and others like me, believe are wrong. So like the idea, for instance, of putting uh, peaceful people in cages. I think that's wrong, and I'm willing to protest against it and put my own freedom on the line to show people how important that is to me that that stuff not happen. So no, the, the beliefs of the community should not always be respected if what the beliefs of the community are are incorrect, like supporting slavery, right, for the instance. Belief, right, the past. beliefs of the community at one point supported slavery. Beliefs of a, some community thought it was okay to gas Jews. She says, lastly, thank you for taking the time to listen and reply. It's actually quite interesting seeing different ways to look at the government and such. So, it sounds like she's ready to learn. There's some value in this conversation, yep. in these conversations, but there sure is a lot of anger from some of these kids at the school, and it's 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 tough to handle, but we're some not Some are going to be ready to listen, some aren't. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. Scotland's Hebrides Islands are one of my thousand places to see before you die. Off the northwest coast of Scotland lie the achingly beautiful islands of the Hebrides. The most famous of all the inner Hebrides is the Isle of Skye, one of Scotland's largest islands at over 530 square miles. It is also closest to the mainland. Farther to the west are the Outer Hebrides, a wild and remote region that's still relatively untrammeled by tourism despite a well-developed ferry system. Rugged topography and frequent rain mean many freshwater locks, or lakes, and the view from the top of an outer Hebridean mountain is of a complex landscape where land and sea become intertwined. The Hebrides Islands of Scotland are one of the less visited corners of the British Isles and make for a unique romantic journey you won't find elsewhere. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar.